0: Are you ready?
1: Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Around the CFL podcast. Anthony here with you once again, and we are coming up to the second annual Women's Football Conference, which takes place this weekend, and joining us today is another true pioneer in regards to women's football. Coach Tatrina Medbizic will be joining us, and we'll be right back. With the Women's Football Conference this weekend, our guest this week is no stranger to the game. She is a player, a coach, an official, and one of the CFL's 2023 Women in Football. Tatrina Medvizic, welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: You've done a lot of fantastic work in the world of football, but where did your love for the game start?
0: You know what, Anthony? I think originally being from Saskatchewan, um, that's the sport we had, right? And just seeing... I'm a huge family person. And so just seeing the camaraderie of family and support that everybody gave to the teams out there in football, it's just, I knew something I would be a part of and I just gravitated towards it.
1: When did you decide that you want to play football?
0: You know what? I've always loved sports, many different sports and always loved football growing up in Saskatchewan. And so when I moved to Calgary, um, I never played it growing up I always played every other sport because we didn't have football in um, my small town and uh, so when I moved to Calgary I just literally googled it and there was a team and there was tryouts and I just walked onto the field and 14 years later here I am still playing so yeah it just kind of happened and I thoroughly enjoy it and it's just a great stress reliever and it's a great team environment and it's just I couldn't ask for anything better.
1: You're a defensive back, so you like hitting people, right?
0: Quite enjoy it, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've been involved with the Calgary Rage of the WWCFL for a very long time, like you said. Uh, you've also spent the past, what, six years or so as the team president, as well as you did various other executive roles. How is the growth year over year bringing more women wanting to get involved both on and off the field?
0: Yeah, so you know what, there's a place for everybody in football, whether it's on the board level, um, trainers, coaches, playing, wherever it may be. So you know what, it's inclusive to everybody and there's a spot for everybody on the field and off the field to kind of help out. So just finding people's, um, like I call it their jams in football, right, and what they kind of excel at and stuff is is part of what I love doing. And so being on the board has taught me so much about running an organization, um and also being a player has taught me about teamwork and all that so you know what there's like I always say there's a spot for everybody and I just want everybody to um have that opportunity in football
1: and from where you started to today how has the growth been finding more women and more girls and more gender minorities wanting to get involved wanting to play wanting to be in those like front office type positions what's the growth been like
0: you know what um it's been phenomenal and having the support of so many different communities and different teams and getting the recognition now, um, you know what, we've always wanted to do these type of things, right? But sometimes as women, it's, it's the fear of, you know, not being able to get there, disappointment or we have, have other things going on, right? Um, but just now going for it and I just think the support in so many different communities right now has been huge um, and it's, it's amazing to see and I hope it continues.
1: In 2023, I think it was, you were named as a team captain of The Rage. How special was it to be recognized by your team for all the work you've been doing for all these years building the team?
0: You know what? To be um, a captain, you know what? And being in a leadership position, right? Everyone leads in different ways. And so I just... When I was named that, you know what, throughout the years, you know, I've been captain, not captain. and You know what, every year I'll just step up and I just want to lead and show, lead by example and just show younger women, older women that, you know what, we are here to support everybody. We do belong here. It is a team sport. And let's just continue um, now that we are able to play football, right, Um, with all women. It's let's just continue on and have a great
1: time doing this together. You've also been involved in officiating as well. How did that come about for you?
0: Yeah, never would have thought, honestly. (laughs) million years would have thought. Um, But yeah, so obviously COVID hit people different times and stuff. And so our rage season was cancelled because being an adult sports team. And so I just missed being on the field. And a lot of times when I was playing and growing up in football, I knew – like I, what I thought was a lot of the rules until officiating I was like yeah I don't know the half of it and so I just wanted to be a well-rounded player and I knew one day I wanted to coach and so just having that knowledge as well so yeah during COVID I was like you know what I want to get back on the field they're holding a clinic and I just went out and did it and then haven't looked back and it's been it's been phenomenal it's it's great um, I've learned so much I never knew that um, being an official, so much happened in between each play. Um, there's a lot that goes on in those, you know, five to ten seconds in between each each play. Um, so yeah, it's been huge growth, and it's helped me tremendously just understand the game better.
1: Was it something that you were always kind of interested in doing?
0: Honestly, it was. I was never interested in it. Like growing up, I was never. But I just found the more I played, and then you know, kind of when I got asked to help to coach and stuff, I just I saw a lot of coaches or um, teammates you know we we're on the field and just they wanted to know as well so um, I think being a captain as well I just want to be able to provide that leadership and answers and um, as much feedback as I can and just being you know you do have a lot of coaches on the sideline that just now looking back just spewing out information or yelling stuff right and not actually knowing so to have be able to be calm about it understand the rules have those important conversations and so it's provided me with a wealth of knowledge as well and you know what just it's great exercise as well. When you're, when we weren't being able to play, I get to go rip around. I remember do, I did two high school games in one night and I put on 22 kilometers. Like it was insane. The amount. So just, it was, it was good. It's fun. And it's, you know, what Fishing, everyone again is so good and so helpful. And again, it's another Avenue. If you, you know, are done playing or can't play anymore no longer just want to be on that side of the ball. It's a great Avenue as well to be still involved in football.
1: And you have been one to break barriers. You were also one of the stick crew in the CFL at one point as well, weren't you?
0: Yeah, so I got asked um, when I started officiating, and again, never thought I'd officiate, and then when I got an email um, asking to be on the sideline for the stick crew, I I had to ask, was this email intended for me? (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) that that was part of officiating and where those you know how that kind of happened and oh my gosh when I got that call that yes it was for me and I got to be there and just being on the field is I love it that's my jam right so being on the sideline crewing and seeing the speed and physicality of the game from that point of view to CFL level was just you know mind-blowing and when I first worked the sticks on the um at a game I I found myself obviously watching the game a lot and I just sort of like had to focus and be like I'm on sticks I have a job to do right and then, but I was just so it was crazy the intensity and it was, it was amazing
1: the line judges at a CFL game always look kind of grumpy but how nice are they actually to like help you along and like you know tell you and help you how to move not just for you but for anybody like how are the line judges when it comes to the stick crew
0: like I said, there's, they're phenomenal, right? But they have a job to do and it, people are watching them. You know, coaches are watching, players are watching, fans are watching, right? So they have a job to do and they want to do it right. So they have to be, you know, on point. And, you know, as people are talking kind of like tune out all the noise and stuff, but you know what, it's team, right? And so work as a team, get team results, right? So no, they're they great as well, for sure. And are always open to questions and learning. And because uh, they, you know what, they were probably once there. Um, on stick crews as well and working their way up too so no they are but they do have a job to do right so yeah
1: well as I said you have been one to be breaking barriers so far and you know we've seen other ones but of course you in a male prominent sport I don't say dominant a male prominent sport what do you see as the driving force behind this change
0: you know like I think we've always been there been around but it's just and we've and that's kind of where I'm at right where I've always loved football I've played football I want to be more involved in football but there wasn't necessarily the wide range of opportunities there is now so that's why I feel I'm doing is just preparing myself for you know one day you know for this opportunity next opportunity and stuff so like I said everyone's been so supportive of it and it, it, it never was that there was so many females um, kind of involved and it wasn't as natural per se, Um, but it is becoming more natural. And it's, we, whether you're female, male, however, right? It's just, we, uh, at the end of the day, I love football, right? So if I, that's what I want to do and be involved in it. These are the steps I've taken. No different to me, um, female in uh, football. I still got to take different steps and take the steps to get there and be prepared and ready. So you know what? It's, it's, it's amazing to watch.
1: And your next step, of course, when the CFL launched their women in football program in 2022, you were chosen in 2023 as a participant. What was the process like for you? And how did the placement happen?
0: When I applied in um, uh, 2023, obviously being in Calgary. And so I knew that if I got chosen um, kind of by any other team that I wouldn't be able to go because I have an eight-year-old as well that uh, is very involved in sports. And so, you know what, when I got selected by, when the initiative was put out, amazing. First of all, let's credit CFL and KPMG for putting that initiative together and Laurent for putting that initiative together. Amazing. And so when I got selected by Calgary, I was, you know what, I'm proud to do this. I am proud to be able to be selected to do this and that um, CFL teams are opening um, to us to come into what can be a very private world as well, right? To um, show us kind of how the world has been. And so it's, it is an experience that I will never, ever, ever forget. And you know what, sometimes it was just, I would walk onto the field in the morning and it was just just to take it all in right to be like this could be a job this could be an office. This is what people um, do for a living is just, I knew I wanted to be there.
1: What's the process like from when they make the announcement to your chosen it's go time.
0: Yeah, so um yeah so you apply and then a team will reach out to you and it gets approved and then um yeah the stampeders reached out and then it was you apply for you can apply for different areas whether it be coaching or admin um kind of the area that you would like to work in and so when i spoke to um Dave about it he kind of asked you know where I'd like to do and stuff and so I've always loved the coaching aspect of it and want to kind of grow in that area and obviously a great organization to learn from so many knowledgeable people within that group and I'm a defensive player right so kind of was fingers crossed that I would be able to hang out with the defensive side which I got to and so yeah and then you know what you got training camp schedule show up and hit the ground running.
1: What was your role at training camp with the Calgary Stampeders?
0: So when I worked, um, with the Stampeders, I was mainly on the defensive side and I got to work with a legendary coach, coach Bob Slowick, and I got to assist, uh, with the linebackers and then, um, which is a position I don't normally play, but it was amazing again, to learn a different position and just be part of that. So again, it was, and then on field was linebackers, but then got to be part of, you know, um, film and breaking down film and grading and throughout the day, because you are there for approximately 12 hours a day. <laughs> so yeah, a part of it, but our, the main group I was with was linebackers.
1: Calgary's got a lot of big dudes in the linebacker room. There's Micah Aue, Cam Judge. What was the experience like for you being a woman on the field, coaching these big guys?
0: Oh, Anthony, like those are two phenomenal things right there that you just mentioned. Right. So just, and you know what, every player, it was phenomenal in me being around and uh acceptance on the field, and so you know what? I just owned my part and took the like took direction from Coach Bob, and everyone would treated me like I was another coach out there wasn't uh any different than I was at FEMA, and all the respect to the linebackers because they are phenomenal on the Calgary stampampeders.
1: Would you recommend the program to other women across Canada?
0: Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely you know what it's it's when you're like even when I was out the application and going through it it was just like yes I'm doing this and I want to do this and I cannot wait to hear if I'm selected and you know what even if you're not just to be you know part of the process and you know stepping up and doing this the initiative is there but yeah 100% any women that would like this opportunity and um, again because you can be you know, on the admin side or on the field or, you know, there's many different avenues in football. Absolutely apply for sure.
1: Is that something that you are wanting to pursue as a career coaching in the CFL?
0: You know what? Like, I never thought I'd officiate, right? So I like, I, I never know what way happens. So I'm kind of just taking steps with, because I'm not going to play forever, although I think I will. I'm not about my body, but you know what? From officiating to coaching. I just want to take steps, get better, surround myself with great people, and everyone's been really supportive and helpful for that. And so, one day, absolutely, but I want to take the steps and I want to earn that. And I, yes, would love to get
1: there for sure. There's another team that you have been instrumental in uh, being a part of. Uh, let's talk about the Calgary South Colts.
0: Yes, let's talk about them. <laughs> yes. So, 2 years ago there was a so playing with the rage is prominently uh, ages 16 and up and so there was kind of a gap in football of kind of you know we had a bunch of younger players playing um you know the PV bantam level and then it kind of you know they size difference kind of you know played a factor in it at that at those levels for women and so there was a uh, a league created uh female football that was for ages 13 to 18 and so it's called U18 or U19 now I guess to align with the rest of the world Um, and so yeah this past year the South Calgary Colts asked me to be a head coach for the U19 uh, female girls team which again I'm so humbled for the opportunities I have in football and the people that have put their trust in me and to lead other girls in football and at that age level is is amazing and my coaching staff that i have is next level
1: i have seen some of the announcements so let's talk about some of those coaches that you brought in to uh, join your staff
0: so all current rage players except for one she is a female coach out of the Chestmere area and so she's been um the Chestmere program reached out to me and asked if she'd be able to come kind of learn and she saw me at the women in football for Calgary and just you know kind of wanted to hang out and be around and be mentored and absolutely right when I hear that I'll I'll give time to anybody that would love to be involved in football in the female side and so um yeah Candice has been a great addition and then our team manager is uh, another coach from another team uh his wife wants to be involved so I pride myself we have an all-female coaching staff which is I know right like it's just um, (laughs) didn't know how it would work or if it you know plan out but you know what everyone has stepped up and the group I have like I say I play with them Lisa Gomes is you know has coached at the U18 team Alberta two-time champions uh Morgan is our quarterback with Rage and just a great leader Nadine and Jolene being on the O-line and D-line just phenomenal patient coaches Aaron Walton does our special teams so you know what just a well-rounded group and the group I have too as well has played multiple positions and everyone's willing just to kind of help out, you know, step in where needed. And everyone has just been so supportive of it. And just, again, developing female
1: football. How big is the league right now?
0: So currently for 2024, it's in the U19 division, there's projected to be six teams. And then in the U16, there's going to be three to four teams. And so with kind of, they would look, looking for rosters around 15 girls is kind of the active rosters. So yeah, it's growing. It's growing.
1: When does the season kick off?
0: For the U-19s, it aligns with the Rage. And so it kicks off April 6th. In Red Deer, there's a jamboree. It's kind of the first kind of kickoff event. And that event is going to be kind of open to any U19 U19 teams. And so there may be some from the north as well in Edmonton area because their league is growing as well. So, yeah, April 6th, the kickoff for that.
1: That's awesome. I'm super excited to see how it goes. And congratulations on being the head coach of the team.
0: Thank you. Just even hearing that makes me so happy.
1: Right? The head (laughs) coach. (laughs) So another big thing that's happening this year. Uh, 2024 marks the third year of uh, the U18 Women's Tackle Football National Championship. It's taken place in Regina and Ottawa in past years. This year's event's going to be in Calgary. Uh, how important is this type of tournament to, to grow and expand the game even more for women and gender minorities?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know what, Regina and Ontario both did a phenomenal job of hosting for the last two years. So a high bar set for sure. And so, yeah, being hosted in Calgary um, is a great atmosphere and, you know, Rage is going to be a part of that as well. And we want to show that, you know what, play U18, come up to the Rage, there's a spot for you, you know, to kind of continue on playing. And so it is huge, right? And having it in our own backyard, Um, everyone is so supportive of it Calgary's been phenomenal with that support and kind of helping us out do that so I can't wait to see it happen
1: this is the third year for the U18 tournament last year we saw the first ever national indigenous team so how do you see the growth even in this tournament for the U18 yeah
0: you know what like football is a tough sport for girls right to be it's growing right um not i don't think as fast as other sports but it, it's a physical sport right it's and um a lot of times girls have played you know other sports kind of throughout their school years as well so football being new to them there are a lot of uh girls that want to play but finding it has been tough right but now that it's here yeah just getting everybody out promoting it um telling all your friends bringing everyone out creating awareness and you know what again there's a spot for everybody.
1: The second annual women's football conference takes place this weekend at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton, Ontario. It was started by mutual friends of both of ours, Taylor McIntyre and Emily Todd. How is this event in regards to reaching more women, girls and gender minorities?
0: You know what? And so I've never personally met uh, those two ladies, but just seeing them on this conference and seeing uh social media about it and just having people flying out from calgary to go out and flying out you know for all of it and their speakers and the support they've gotten and you know cfl teams supporting is just it's mind-blowing and they're doing incredible incredible stuff out there and you know what to see females lead it absolutely love love to see it so look forward to one day hopefully meeting them in person but but then i'll support them from here for
1: sure Well, I know they're coming to Calgary for the U18 tournament, so that's most likely going to happen. Do you see, in your opinion, because there's the Women's Professional Hockey League, right, that's partnered with the NHL, that just took off and it's, you know, gained momentum. Do you ever see, in your opinion, a national Canada-wide women's CFL league that would partner with the CFL?
0: you know what, hope and dreams and keep going is what we're doing. You know what? I have a conversation with my son uh, quite frequently because he knows I'm so involved in football. It's funny when I say I have football tonight, he's like, is it Colts, is it girls, is it coaching, is it <laughs> <laughs> through all, right? And you know what's funny, one of his questions um, that came up a while ago is when will you get paid to play football? And so, you know what, as an eight-year-old, for him to ask that and just – for him to want to know and be like you guys should get paid is is incredible to me as a mom and humbling as a mom that you know what he thinks we should get paid so you know what ultimate goal for sure gonna keep climbing and keep going or whatever and you know what to see um the women's hockey the pw you know be so successful again i'll support any women in uh any sport and that um i love to see that that is growing and just to see the fans and the support you know, behind that league and just, you know, kind of everyone around the world, right. Support it is, you know what? Football can get there for sure.
1: Most definitely. And also the other thing that I love to see is, you know, the Edmonton storm have a quarterback who is transgender. So, I mean, that's even better to see what are your hopes for that to get more acceptance and inclusion in regards to the football topic that we're talking about tonight.
0: Yeah, you know what, Anthony, like, again, like I've mentioned, there's a spot for everyone at football, right? Female football. So I've played against um, those teammates from Edmonton and you know what, they are great teammates um, with their opponents on the field, but off the field, they're teammates. So I'll support people that want to play football.
1: And finally for you tonight, what would you say to someone who doesn't know how, or is maybe too shy to try to start her football journey?
0: you know what, that's a, that's a huge one. And I have these conversations all the time because I was once there. Um, when I started playing football, I I walked into the field by myself in Calgary. I'm from a small town of 800 people in Saskatchewan, right? So coming to Calgary, big, big steps, right? Um, walking onto a football field, like when I thought I was like, oh, there's going to be like 200 people here, right? Um, and so took a chance on it for the love of it, right? Something I wanted to do, I just... I love it. And I haven't looked back and just take those steps and be brave because you won't regret it and just keep going. And it's a supportive community and it is growing and growing. And you know what? We're accepted in football. So yeah, keep it, keep it going.
1: Coach, I am so happy you came on tonight. I love watching your career. I love watching everything that you're doing, but I also love the fact that I can call you one of my friends and thank you so much for coming on tonight.
0: I appreciate you. And yes, one of my great friends.
1: Mike Alway, linebacker, Calgary Stampeders, and you're listening to Around the CFL Podcast. That was our conversation with Coach Tatrina about all the amazing work that she has done in her career to amplify and make football more inclusive for everybody. That is our show for this week. You can find us on Instagram, X, and Threads at Around the CFL Podcast. And you can also check out our store on millions and check out all of our brand new t-shirts, hoodies, and whatnot. All cool designs up there. And you can listen to our show anywhere on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, iHeart, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. If you're enjoying the show, please go ahead and leave those five-star reviews. I love seeing the comments. And it just makes me feel nice that you guys like listening to my show. Well, that is it for us this week, and we'll see you later.